Welcome to another episode of the Modern Life Podcast. I'm your host, Sam. I'm here with my sister, Tubby, today. We're going to be discussing another movie, um, The Florida Project, which came out at the end of the last year, I believe. And before we get going, just want to let everybody know you can find us on Twitter, at Modern Life Pod. If you have questions, give us a shout-out. If there's something you want us to discuss, let us know. But, yeah, let's dive into it. So, uh, did you know that the Florida Project was like the name for Walt Disney had for his little venture there? Yeah, like, actually, I, didn't I get pulled that. up some movie trivia. Yeah. yeah, it was like one of the proposed names, right? I did not know that. Um, and also, Sean Baker, I found out yesterday, the guy who directed this movie, mm-hmm. he also directed Tangerine. Okay. And that was a movie that was a shot on the, iPhone. the iPhone. right, yeah. And, like, as soon as I found that out, it was, like, the puzzle pieces were clicking into place. Like, of right. course this was the guy who yeah, did Tangerine. It is such a good movie, and I want to say it's it's honestly a better movie than The Florida okay. Project, too. Like, it is amazing. Just one of the most powerful endings so. to a movie. Okay. Um, I'll say right off the bat, and you already know this, but I hated this movie, and it was a mental... <laughs> feet of strength i had to sit there for almost two hours i hated almost every minute of, like it was just but we're gonna talk about we're it gonna talk about it way. yes we are <laughs> and it's good to see movies that you don't like i'm just it was i really this is like the perfect example of the type of movies i can't stand but we're gonna talk about it so so the way Okay, so Tangerine mm-hmm. is named that way because of all the, like, bright colors yeah. that are, like, in this saturated, like, sunlit... Which is another theme in this movie. Exactly. Like, and it's the use of bright, strong colors without it feeling like you just walked into a kindergarten or, like, okay. without it being gaudy, without it I feeling it. like a bad, badly edited, like, video game that just throws a bunch of colors at you. Right. So... I'm glad you brought that up because that was one of my problems with the movie is it, I I, got, I don't even know where to start, but it was kind of like wide shot, pretty color porn at certain, it's just like, here's a wide shot of this awesome, pretty ice cream stand. We're just going to have the kids walk through the shot and it's just, the movie felt more like a documentary to me than like a coherent movie with a plot. Well, yeah, it's supposed to be like that. It's commentary on the hidden homeless. I, I, you know, how am I supposed to know that? I mean, you just we're watching it. I but guess really because the. Um, but how is it a commentary? It's just kind of documenting it. But the the use of color between the different places was like yes. one of the indicators. I thought that was really well done. Like the future land is the teal. It's teal and rose, and mm-hmm. it's called the green place. Okay. Um. The magic castle is the lavender, the purple place. That's the ice fine. cream stand is the is white. Yeah, no, and I mean then, it's all fine. It's just But it has to do each color like represents the different mentalities at these places. Okay. And also tying in with food. So there's the orange okay. world, right? The yeah. grocer where they sell like all the fruits and Right. But they never stop there. They right. never eat there. All Mooney eats at home is like Waffles, pizza and bread yeah. and like, and also contrast that with the green place where the grandma is like, they're living in a hotel, but she's making it work. She's got like the crock pot 
She's making yeah, food okay. in the microwave. Sure. She's, and again, yeah. like, il- using the color to illustrate, like, this is the type of food that's available and also the choices people okay. make in those environments. I mean, that's all great. It's just, <laughs> as a, I'm saying, as a movie, it doesn't make it a good movie, you know what I mean? And when I, when I, when I Googled this movie, like, all the movie review titles... That's the first thing they mention is, oh, it's so colorful. Like, if, if that's your biggest talking pound, that the colors are pretty in the but movie... But it uses color just... in a thematic way. It's not random. I wish it would use the script as a way to have an actual movie. <laughs> that would have been better. I, I mean, I appreciate it. I think that's... Stuff like that is very complimentary to a movie for me. If, if you have that, then on top of a great script characters a storyline actually care about then that's what like elevates mm. a movie to greatness but if mm. you just have that that doesn't make a good movie for me you know what i mean but i <laughs> but i felt like the the green place and the purple place also did a good job of illustrating the different communities yeah because there's like an immense right like the green place there's consequences for like the child the okay. dad is like you know there's consequences for that. Right. The, mo- the grandma who's cooking and taking care of the, you know, the, the her granddaughter and then also, like, the dad giving away all the toys and there's just, like, more positive atmosphere. Which, by the way, there's the totally place. space in that car for all the toys. There was space in the car, <laughs> if yeah. If you just take it out of the like... box and actually throw the toys in there, they would have fit. <laughs> it would have fit, yeah. <laughs> anyway. But then, like, at the purple place, like... Bobby drops, like, the paint, right? And the guy's like, oh, you punk-ass bitch. Or, like, yeah. the power goes out yeah. and everybody's just, like, screaming. And, it, right. you know, it's just that contrast between, like, where these two places are in very similar situations. But here's what each community does with, like, what they have. One thing I found out, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you saw this, um, the constant helicopters in the background. I'm like, is mm-hmm. this supposed to mean something? Like, what is going on with this? But it's just they didn't have the budget to not have the helicopters in the background yeah it's only like two it was a really low budget it was a tiny budget so they didn't have the money to like buy out those helicopter flights to keep it out of the movie so they just incorporated it into the movie yeah little fun fact so can i okay so many people said that this movie should have been nominated for an oscar no we both disagree on that, I believe. You think it should be nominated? Uh, For what? No, no, I, oh. I actually don't think... Oh, okay. I think it's fine. I believe Willem Dafoe definitely earned that nomination. Um, See, I thought about that. I don't... You didn't think that was a was, good performance? He was, yeah, he was great, but like I... I I, honest, I did not see it as Oscar worthy. I know people are saying like this is one of the best performances he's ever done. I just didn't really. I I really it moved me. I mean, it's really he was by far my favorite character in the movie, and like really like one of the only guys I care one of the only characters I cared about. And it's nice to see him in something like this. You know, he's like I don't know. He's in a lot of I don't know just just something where he can. I feel like he doesn't get to do these kind of parts yeah, a lot. You yeah. Know? Um, so but, where, this whole movie did not work for you, but mm-hmm. I'll tell you where this movie fell apart for me. Okay. Um, and it was the mom. I think yeah. the movie. She's a piece of crap. I think the movie could have been. I have so many notes here just about this <laughs> that did not work for me about this <laughs> this mother character. So the actress oh, was terrible. discovered on Instagram. Really? Uh, she's never acted before. Okay. And 
Oh, see, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have guessed that. I, I didn't mind her acting. I just hated her character. What? <laughs> Especially oh, really? next to Willem Dafoe and also the girl who plays Ashley, who I thought was absolutely amazing. Huh, okay. She just, like, just was out of her depth. Really? Just the constant, like... Every reaction was like her mouth open and the squinty eyes. Like I just thought of that scene again, Shorty. Like, are you tired? Are no, you like? No, I just I see. I didn't feel that way at all. It's like I, f I feel like I've met that person before, the character she's playing, and I totally believed it. Just like this white trash, like, and they always no, react to everything the same way. No, always because, defensive. Because to me, it wasn't. It was a caricature of white trash. Interesting. It took okay. it to the next level. Okay. It wasn't believable. To me, by the time really? she goes downstairs to beat up Ashley, it's supposed to be this really um, captivating moment of yeah. like the son watching this happening to his mom. And then yeah. at that point, I just checked out right. because and if you're looking at some of the interviews with this actress, she says like, oh, she, everything she does is for her daughter and she's so selfless. And I'm like, did, did we watch the same movie? Oh, she said that about her character? Yeah. And then, oh, God. <laughs> And this was in an NPR interview. It's like, oh, she's doing, she's doing her best. And I'm like, I would not describe that as anyone's no, best. No, she's not taking responsibility. I mean, there's that one scene where William Defoe's character points it out to her. He's like, you don't take responsibility for like any of your shit. I'm like, yeah, that's hitting the nail on the head. And it's just like you can't make a commentary. If you're going to make a commentary on the hidden homeless, why? What's, what's the lesson here that people put themselves in this position with that's their my own problem that's why I don't, it's behavior? not a commentary to me it was just like this movie of like here's these people and here's what happens and there was no like okay yeah what's the message what's the story like it just it's not a movie to me like I don't it's know. just like tell me more about the tell me more about the latino like laundry worker tell me more about the processes yeah, that are put way, in place yeah. to keep these people in this position totally this woman that was doing this woman could have been handed like a billion dollars she still would have lived like this you know right. there's nothing you can do with right. someone who's that abusive exactly all the time and and reacting to everything in this aggressive manner it's just exhausting to watch. Like, yeah, I got tired of it like 20 minutes in. I'm like, I, I just, I feel like I've seen this type of movie before. Just this kind of indie, like, there isn't a real story. It's just, here's like, here's this world and here's what happens. And here's this white trash lady. And I'm like, I've, I've seen a version of this movie and I know where this is not going anywhere, but I'm just going to power through it. And yeah, I think you're right. There's... There's a bunch of other characters I was way more interested in than this main white trash lady. And I feel like there's a version of this movie that has William Dafoe as the central character and everything's from his point of view. I feel like that would have been, that. that's a better movie for me, you know? I don't know, just exploring his character more. Um, yeah, it's just like, the there are things that are... The mom does that were surprising, but I don't think she does it because she loves her kids. So when Mooney's asking her, like, mom, slow down, like, I can't keep up. Like, I was expecting the mom to be like, to say something back to her. Mm -hmm. But instead, she just stops her behavior and she, you know, stands still and then starts carrying Mooney the rest of the way. Like, she right. never takes anything out on, on her child, but I think that's only because she doesn't want to ever deal with her child's behavior or reprimand her or right. make her be in the wrong. And the way she uses Mooney as a shield when she's always, like, soliciting with the kid or 
It's like, you're yeah. doing this in front of my kid. She's just using Mooney as, like, another barrier between her and the real world. That was the first scene I thought was even, like, remotely powerful. It was an hour, 17 minutes in, and it's when she, like, first starts this whole prostitution thing, and the guy walks into the bathroom while the kid's taking a bath, right? And you see it all from the kid's perspective, and she, like, closes the curtain. I'm like... But, yeah, that was, that was like, a powerful... I'm like... Oh, yeah, finally. I'm like, that's a scene that got me. I'm like, shit. I thought it was interesting, too, because I, as I'm watching it, I thought, um, why why are there suddenly so many scenes of Mooney in the bathroom? Because it doesn't right. explain that. And then when right. you see the guy walking in, I'm like, ah, yeah. that's why she's in the bathroom. Right. Like, it was this, it was right. well done, definitely. Um, and the movie gave me a weird vibe from the very beginning. It uses that celebration intro song. Mm-hmm. Celebrate. Mm-hmm. First of all, it's like I'm a re- I I'm not a big fan of using these like popular songs that I've seen in 500 different commercials and movies. In movies, like how every Martin Scorsese movie has to have like a Rolling Stone song in it, or you know, like I just like there's so much music out there. Can we like? Is, there's nothing better we can pick. I'm like okay, uh, whatever. Which, by the way, for a movie that has no budget, they probably blew half of it on that celebration song. <laughs> um, but um, I don't know, like, a, th- a very strange choice of song, especially in retrospect as you watch the movie. I mean, maybe you have a hot take on it. I'm no, like, why I, is that, I did write that down. Why is that song with, there? I thought it was very strange. I, I don't have anything to say huh, about that. Um, very, okay. But I do want to keep talking about how the entire movie is filmed through the perspective of the kids yeah, because it will start a dialogue and then abandon that every time in favor of the kids' perspective. Right. So Bobby telling the welfare people to move their truck, all of a sudden that conversation's in the background because Mooney's there getting bread or the taxi driver walking in to figure out what happens. The door closes and we're not inside the building. We're outside the building because that's where... You know, Mooney's trying to get a tip for right. carrying these bags right. upstairs, sure. you know. Um, yeah, did you enjoy that at all? I, or I don't it mind, didn't work for no, you? No, I don't mind when a movie's from a kid's perspective. I mean, I don't think you've ever seen Stand By Me. I think that's, like, the best kid's movie of all time. I think if it's done right, it's fantastic. But, it, again, there's no, like, greater message for me here. Um, it's, yeah, it just doesn't work for me. I'm sorry. Um, the only time, okay, the only time it does not do that, it does not give up the adult conflict for the, the kids. Very end, right? It's no, it's at the child molester scene. You do not stay right. with the kids at the benches. Right. You follow Bobby to get the soda. Was, you know, to that, steal that was, the that was, I'd say driver's like the best license. Scene in the movie, honestly. It's, was this movie scene. was a documentary about how to be a fantastic property manager and how <laughs> how to fall into prostitution. <laughs> I actually wrote down like the stuff Bobby has to put up with. Like that was one he of my is notes. the most amazing. He's like he like lives for this complex. He does everything he's told. He does it by the book. He like helps these people out. He's like such a good guy. I'm like, I want more. I wanted more of William Dafoe. But like, I like didn't get to enough. the point where I'm like, he He's was slightly too sad. good. He yeah. was too good because he kicks people out. But why does he care so much about Haley and Mooney? Yeah. You know, he's willing to pay the $10 at the Arabian Hotel for them to stay there. Yeah, like, never he explains really why. goes out of his way. He doesn't kick her out when he finds out that she's 
um, you know, performing prostitution there. Right, right, I, right. I wasn't, I'm like, does he care about the Mooney that much that he... Does he care about the kid? I um, don't know. Yeah. Also, another interesting thing is... I think, no, he cares more about the kid because he starts, like, playing with the kid. He's also the only about. person in the movie who knows the kid's names. Everyone right. else would be like, oh, the girl from the green place. And she's, right. he's like, oh, hey, Jancy. Like, he knows all the kid's names. Even though the kids call him, like, boring and not fun. Right. They gravitate towards him because he represents, like, sanity, like, reliability, stability. Right. Like, all these things kids think they don't want, but mm -hmm. that they actually sure. need. Oh, sure, yeah. Um... By the way, I want to talk about when the Brazilian, you know, when the Brazilian couple gets there mm -hmm. and they like, yeah, with the they booked driver. the wrong hotel. Yeah. It's just, I had a problem with that scene because we're obviously in modern day. They have like iPads. The the food truck she goes to has like the square paying tablet, right? This is obviously in modern day yet. There's a million apps where you can get like last minute hotels and these Brazilian people can't figure it out. I mean, come on. That happens. Like, no. all of Disneyland is It's so easy. Like, Disney but, World. Yeah, but you, there's a million other hotels you can get, and the guy's making it sound like, oh, no, this is our only option. We have to stay here. And then the lady's like, I'm not staying here. <laughs> I'm like, 2017, there's like a million ways to get a hotel. You're in, like, one of the biggest cities in Florida. I'm sure you can figure something out. <laughs> that's all I was thinking during that scene. <laughs> um, the other time when this movie um, creates drama and it's not natural is when Ashley tells Haley that there's there's this conflict between them and she doesn't want Scooter to hang out with. Yeah, I it's didn't like, like why would you not that. just why would you not just be straight up? You've been yeah. straight up this whole I time. Know. Why is this a secret? They like. And then she goes to the waffle place yeah. and like they don't know what's they don't know why they're fighting and I'm like. And that's the thing. It's like this movie where you have characters that are pieces of garbage and you have good characters, but everyone, no matter what spectrum you're on, everyone makes, everyone's kind of dysfunctional in their own way. And just, yeah, I, I didn't really buy, like, these two best friends aren't going to, like, talk. It didn't even seem, like, nobody got hurt from the burning of that building that right. the kids started. So right. why why wouldn't they just... Hey, why is this a secret? Yeah, like why I I didn't get why that's a big deal. And you're right, it's just like creating drama sometimes, and I hate that kind of stuff. Um, the other thing um, that I felt was trying to be a commentary but fell completely flat was the was the thing about the prostitution and mm -hmm. the way Americans view it. It's it's not a normal thing. It's not a normal right. job. You right. know, it's not. <clears throat> there's this very Christian dirty yeah. mentality about sex workers well she gets like outcast the second everyone finds out about it you know right right but then also that when she gets pregnant what are you why is she keeping the child like what are you trying what are you trying to Wait, when, who tell gets me about this when Haley gets pregnant that's oh, why she's that. vomiting that's why that Latina laundry work that's why she gives away the pot oh. Wow, I man! Didn't catch any of that. And you, you were checked out didn't already. Catch, I was so like, I'm just trying to get through. <laughs> There's this. two reasons people vomit in hey, pregnancy right. or you're cancer. Right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? Uh, somebody said that, and then I told that to you. Was like some yep. was on some other podcast. The guy was like, "Yeah, there's only two reasons people ever vomit." <laughs> wow, I totally didn't get that. But like it's like, idiot. what are you trying? Because health plans offered under the Affordable Care Act 
the only cover abortion if the woman's life is endangered or it's mm. incest or right. you, so can she not afford it? Are you trying to tell me she's not educated and you know her sex ed is lacking, which is definitely a problem? Mm -hmm. Like, why would she not know that she was getting pregnant when she's having right. unprotected sex? Um, you know, what are you trying to say? Are you trying to yeah. say something about contraception? Why is she keeping this child? Um, or <laughs> with again, it this movie to me doesn't say anything, much of anything it, and it's the, just yeah. it's not a movie to me there's no there's no real plot it's just i mean i say i probably enjoyed the last 10 minutes of the movie the most because now it's actually like okay something's happening there's actually some consequences to action something's actually happening like just the whole process of how this happens you don't see it really a lot or ever in movies i'm like this is interesting like i like this but and, then, and also, you can you can show that stuff without making a big deal about it. And I thought back to Aziz Ansari's Plan B episode, right? The episode starts off. Oh uh, yeah, I think it's with, the first episode. It's ever. the first episode yeah, yeah. in the first, in the first series. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they're not sure about some sexual act, and they just stop everything to Google it. And I'm like, right. this is interesting. This is about like two yeah. people not knowing something. That right. It's saying something about sex ed it sings right. you know i'm like you just need that one scene and right. what this movie tried to do that scene accomplished you know in like a yeah. minute yeah but i guess i should explain if anyone hasn't seen the movie in the last 10 minutes you know what like child services comes and they like start taking their kid away and i'm like this yeah i, I found that to be completely intriguing in the way william defoe kind of reacts to it he like hates what's going on but he's also kind of like it's the best thing to happen to Mooney. Yeah, exactly. But that that was a great ten minutes. But how? Okay, so how do you feel about the very ending? This is what I want to talk to you about. I talked to somebody at work about this. So, so let's. So what happens? The so child services comes, and what's the kid's name? Mooney. Yeah. She runs away to and her I, friend in the other complex. I actually watched this with the subtitles because I was having trouble understanding some of the kids' okay. lines. And when Jancy and Mooney. Like Jancy's hold her friend hands in the other complex. And they run away together. Right. The, in the subtitles, it says, like, fun chase music starts or something. Right? Like, the tone of the movie yeah, completely I was like, what is happening? changes. <laughs> <laughs> and I was telling somebody at work, I'm like, I've never been to Disney World, but even Disneyland, we had to take, like, a bus to get from our lodgings oh, to... Oh, it's completely unrealistic, and I think it they tries to be They can't just run on, there. No, I think it tries to be on purpose That's what he was saying, too. Like, he's like, yeah. no, it's almost like a dream sequence of, like, I'm escaping everything. So that's the way I thought of it. Actually, so when you watch it on Amazon and you pause it, Amazon has all these trivia things, and it tells you who the actors are in the scenes. It says, actually, in the very last scene, it goes... Um, the hotel that this is filmed the at distance. is five miles away right. and you would have to park here and actually take a bus and obviously go through security and it's the trivia was saying it's obviously trying to be unrealistic and I'm like yeah because that's the same thing I was thinking I'm I like, like you can't it, you don't just run into <laughs> Disney World <laughs> I, I don't know if I liked it or not it you was like, like it. I'm like is is that is the movie trying to give you some sort of message in there like hey this is what a childhood should be like like kind of free of this worry and like hey let's go to disney world or like I, like what is what's the message it's like a dream sequence basically right I mean, it's not in the way i see it like this is not actually happening 
So it's like, is Mooney mm-hmm. imagining this? Is she like, because she puts... I ob- think you're overthinking it. She puts... <laughs> she, <laughs> she has this really tough outer shell, obviously, just from the way she's brought up. And she's cursing everybody. She's like, F you, bitch. Hey, lady. And she's flaking yeah. people up. And so it's like, is underneath that, is there kind of this desire to be like, actually have a childhood? Maybe I'm reading into it too much. Which... You can't tell me what the message is, which, again, is a flaw of the movie. Because <laughs> if you're saying I'm overthinking this, then there's really no message to this no, movie. No, it's just sometimes I don't need to, like, tear things apart. That's fine. They just are That's what they fine. are. Um, but I do want to talk about uh, that last 10 minutes of the child services coming in. And it just cracked me up because we constantly talk about um, modern child worship and modern parenting. Right. And when the... <laughs> the supporter comes down like, oh, watch those steps. Like she hasn't walked down those steps like every day a right. million times. Like, yeah. oh, oh no, she's running away. Like she's running around like all the time. Like this is children aren't meant to be like supervised twenty four seven like a glass cage. Like they're capable of walking down Which steps. Complete fail. Like the lady eats shit down the stairs. Oh, that and looked Loses brutal. the kid. <laughs> like oh, someone's getting fired after this. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, really bad to lose the kid when you're taking it away from the parent. <laughs> um, one fun fact is in the in the very last scene before the two kids run to Disney World, um, I keep forgetting her name, Mooney. Mm-hmm. I guess I think it was Mooney's T-shirt says BFF on it. Because oh, she's okay. like going to her best friend for okay. help, right? I and did just, not catch that. A little that. fun fact. Um, it's interesting what you said about the kids not having a childhood because I thought they actually made they actually made the most of it. Like everything is a actually, game I, to I, them. I, like I cleaning the car is like because they, they just, actually get to like roam around. They're not right. being watched twenty four seven. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, there's a scene where they run to the tree and they have jelly sandwiches. Where is did they bury the jelly? But where did this giant glass jar of jelly come from? We don't know. Because you're seeing them walk up. They only have the bread in <laughs> their hand. They only have the bread. Yeah, I'm not sure. Like, but, you know, the jelly jars are like already half empty. So, this is, I think it's just something they hid there and they go there to have Tom Sawyer style. Just yeah, like... I guess so. Um, fun fact for you. William Defoe spent a week living in the filming area before production in order to immerse himself in the life of the characters <laughs> and master the nuances of the regional dialect. So basically, dialect. you're telling me he did the work he was supposed to do for one week. <laughs> I think this is part of being an actor. <laughs> well, I don't know if he mastered the dialect. But, um... Okay, oh, I need to... I need to expand about something else between yes. the two, the green place and the purple place. Okay. And that is about the media they consume. So Jancy at one point says like, oh, you don't watch the news. You don't watch the weather forecast. Right. And what we see, again, I watched this with the subtitles on. So Mooney asking her mom to turn off the TV, like the TV's going. And it just sounds right. like underneath infomercials blaring. At one point when Mooney is trying to fall asleep on the TV, there are just these puppets pointing firearms at each other. So it, the the media they okay. consume is entirely different also. Interesting. Like saying nice again that the green place is better than the purple place. Okay. Um, um, yeah, what else? 
What else did I write down here? I mean, yeah, I just... You were over it. I was... I, honestly, I was over it five minutes in. Five minutes in. I, like, I came out and I told you about it. It was like five minutes into the movie. The first scene is just these piece of shit kids spitting on this lady's car. I'm, I just... I saw the whole next two hours flash before my eyes. I'm like, I, I know this type of movie and I already don't want to watch it. I, I think it had value. What's the value? I think it had value. Please tell me the value. <laughs> the value to me is I didn't know that stuff like this was happening. So that's, I, I learned that, but again. It's just the focus was misplaced for me once again. The, the caricature of white trash, you know, that. Yeah. That was, that for me was like the mistake. Again, like I've seen this white trash character a million times. Like there was, there was like other. I just think there's there's better versions of this movie where it's like you you could focus on like a character for ten minutes and then go to the next character and mm. like their life. Or there's a version where everything's from William Defoe's perspective. Or maybe like I don't know. There's just there's a better movie in here, and I guess part of me is upset that I didn't see that movie. There was just it's like wasted potential. I don't know. Oh, and it does say some significant things about class without being, without being preachy. Right. Like that one line where he says, uh, "You can't fuck with tourists." Like you, right. all, that line is all you need to symbolize. Like people with money, tourists are on a different level. Like we're down here. Like you can't mess with tourists because like there's different consequences of messing with those types of people than like huh. going over. You know. Okay. Messing with the kids from the green place or whatever. Interesting. Okay. And also one of my favorite quotes was, this woman in here thinks she's married to Jesus. When, like, Mooney's going around, like, introducing all the Wait, which doors. part was that? She's, like, showing Jancy, like, all the different doors and, you know, all the different right. apartments. And she's like, this woman in here thinks she's married oh, to Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was funny. I thought that was cute. Um, yeah, I don't know what else there's to say about this movie. I wish there was more. <laughs> um... <laughs> And again, if like all the positive reviews I saw was just, oh, it's a beautiful movie and the colors pop at you. And it's like, if it was a, it was a good use of color. That's fine. But if that's your main selling point, like, sorry, sorry. All right. You lost. Next up, we'll be talking about <laughs> Fast and the Furious something. No, we don't know what we're going to do next. But, Completely um, devoid of any no. commentary. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm not... So- <laughs> As I said, I like I like movies like this. If they're done right, I don't have a problem with it. Do I love action movies? Yes. But again, there's yeah, a better version of this movie it's I would like to It's weird because Tangerine is that movie. Okay, is that movie done right? That. You know, it, it's just... It's so powerful. Right. It, it's in this understated way of just examining, you know, people's lives and actually making a commentary on what it's like to be a sex worker. Right. Um, great movie. Tangerine. Tangerine. <laughs> also probably like one of the best, like unintentional commercials for iPhones. Just saying how good that movie looks. <laughs> it's so well, shot yeah, on but, you know, they put like iPhone. crazy lenses on it still. It's Do they? Not- oh God. Yeah. 
it's not if you look it up it's not just the iphone there's like a whole giant thing they put around it to stabilize it and then it's like these crazy lenses you attach to the actual iphone fascinating yeah, it's not just fascinating it's not just the iphone should have talked about that like should have talked uh, about that movie like you remember those <laughs> giant billboards they had here in la that was like shot on an iphone it was these beautiful panoramic pictures it well, wasn't just the iphone yeah it was saying. shot on an iphone but it had like a giant lens attached to it so yeah <laughs> Fake news. Fake news, man. Okay, we'll leave you guys with one last fun fact. <laughs> it was such a fun movie. <laughs> In a uh, 2017 interview, the director clarified that the film's garish motel settings are genuine motels, and they continued operating as working businesses during filming, and some real-life residents and staff are seen... In the film. Oh, really? It's not all actors, huh? No, which huh. I think just solidifies my view that this was a documentary and not a feature film. It was just like, hey, we're at this motel. Let's keep the cameras rolling and see what happens. And I have a few ideas of some scenes, but I don't have a real script. That's what it felt like to me. <laughs> but if anyone wants to know how to be a fantastic property manager, watch this movie and you watch William Defoe. <laughs> He's picking up every he's picking up every can, putting it in the trash, he's cleaning the pool. Getting the he's birds out of there. there 24/7. He's <laughs> crushing it. He should get a raise. <laughs> um It's not gonna happen though. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> oh, and by the way, those those Indian people across the street that they're shit together. They're like, no more, oh, this, Arabian? No more yeah. this white trash I running a legitimate business here. Exactly. <laughs> Much more interesting. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, these people, they got their shit together. You go. Grand no reopening. more discounts. <laughs> which was like $10. <laughs> which is like a lot to those people. I mean, to me, it's ridiculous well, to haggle over $10. It's not. Know? It's When you're talking about a $45 hotel room, $10 is, what, like almost a quarter of the price. That's a big discount. And, but I also felt like she's just screaming about it just to have something to scream about everything she had to pick apart and the make main character yeah uh, Haley make into right. a conflict well she wasn't the main character mooney was but um you know she's yeah. just she just wants something to yell about and maybe there are people out there who whose entire reaction and whose you know entire being is this constant negativity looking yeah. for conflict like I don't know. Is that really part of human nature, Well, though? you have a man-child, and this was like a woman-child to me, where it's just like, oh, she doesn't take responsibility, and it's like, me, 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 and this is what I want, and why can't I have it? It's, yeah. And it's just like, oh. No, but NPR said she's a selfless mom. <laughs> <laughs> this is an empowering movie for all mothers. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that actor... Uh, wrote read the script if there was a script <laughs> wow i'm sorry i just i oh i hated this movie so it's okay much. it's okay um so yeah i think that's all that has to be said about that movie again you can find us on twitter at modern life pod thanks for tubby yeah we'll catch you guys soon